This shit a motherfucking layup. I been Steph Curry with the shot. Been cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 54 of Curry in the Pot. I'm back again, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm bike. And I know it's been a little while since I've been gone. The finals was nothing to really discuss. Um, It's just been a bunch of stuff that I didn't really need to touch on, but... I guess I'll touch on it real fast. I, I want to say congratulations to the Golden State Warriors again. And also congratulations to the Washington Capitals. I know I'm a few weeks late on that, saying it verbally. But, you know, I've been saying congrats and all that on Twitter and Instagram, etc. But I wanted to start this episode talking about LeBron James to the Lakers. But the Golden State Warriors have done it again. Last night, ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Cousins, yes, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins signed with the Golden State Warriors last night. The deal is a one-year, $5.3 million deal. It's a mid-level exception that DeMarcus Cousins signed, and they got to cancel the NBA. They got to throw the whole NBA away, to be honest, to be quite honest. If there's people that ever said that the NFL isn't as good as the NBA or the NBA is better than the NFL. You guys need to stop it. Stop it right now. Whoever thinks that is stupid in my opinion, but simply because there's no parody in the NBA. Okay, we've seen dynasties and stuff like that, but there was at least some parody. You always thought a dynastic team could eventually lose. And it's looking quite evident that the Golden State is never going to lose. They're going to 3 P for sure. They got DeMarcus Cousins. They don't even have to rush him back. He's just uh, not even a year removed from his ruptured Achilles that he suffered. And they don't have to rush him back. He'll come back in January, February. Whenever he's ready, he'll come back and he'll produce and he'll reestablish himself on the open market again in 2019. But what I want to say about this is the biggest loser in all of this, obviously the Pelicans lost in this. But the biggest loser is the Washington Wizards. The Wizards. They're the biggest loser. Here's why. John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins, they're really tight. They're boys. They're buddies. They're part of uh, 3A, Three Amigos. They all got it tatted on them. John Wall, Eric Bledsoe, DeMarcus Cousins. So for the Wizards to not get DeMarcus Cousins is a big miss. I know he's coming off a ruptured Achilles like I just mentioned, but who's your starting center? Yamahimi? And the sad part is, the Wizards didn't even contact DeMarcus Cousins. As a matter of fact, the Lakers contacted him, the Pelicans contacted him, but no offer was made. So DeMarcus Cousins and his agent contacted the Warriors. They contacted the Warriors themselves, and then they worked out a deal. So for the Wizards to not even set up a meeting, contact DeMarcus Cousins and his representatives, I mean, I'm pretty sure almost Every team has a mid-level exception. If Golden State does, every team does. Every team could have offered him that. I know some red flags. I know DeMarcus Cousins has never been to the playoffs. He has a a reputation of being a, a coach killer, a coach killer, but he's not. I mean, he's still a great player. The man averaged 26, 13, and 5 last year before rupturing his Achilles. I know Golden, I mean, I know New Orleans went on and they won a playoff series without him, but 
DeMarcus Cousins is still the best center in the league. And it's just unfortunate that the rest of the league let DeMarcus Cousins wind up on the Warriors. That's all I got to say about that. Moving right along, I got to talk about this. LeBron James the other day signed a four-year $154 million deal to join my Los Angeles Lakers. My Los Angeles Lakers. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk to you guys about this and what this means for me and my beloved Los Angeles Lakers and the franchise. So, as you guys know, the Lakers have been horrible. They've been awful. Their last playoff appearance was 2013, the year I graduated high school. And we all know that's the year that Kobe Bryant also ruptured his Achilles. And we know that the Lakers went downhill ever since then. They lost Dwight Howard in free agency. They lost Pau Gasol in free agency the following year. Kobe Bryant never returned back to form. And who could? It's a torn Achilles. Not many people recover from that. And the things go so on and so forth. The Lakers have been awful. Let me, let me read you their records the past few years. So here it goes. So, as I mentioned not too long ago, the Lakers made the playoffs 2012-2013. They were 45-37. and 37. Kobe Bryant tore his Achilles. And Dwight Howard left as a free agent. And the following year, 2013-2014, the Lakers went 27-55. and 55. The year after that, 2014-2015, the Lakers went 21-61. and 61. And then we have 2015-2016, the worst season in franchise history. The Lakers went 17-65. and 65. As we all know, that is that was Kobe Bryant's last year. He dropped 60, retired, Mamba out, end the story. Lakers are still horrible. The year after that, 2016-2017, and 26-56, I'm sorry. And then... This past season, the Lakers went 35 and 47. So let me put into context how horrible the Lakers have been. And let's talk about some of the players who were on the Lakers at that time. We had guys like Nick Young, Wesley Johnson, Jeremy Lin, Wayne Ellington, Robert Sacre, Chris Kamen, Steve Blake, uh, Steve Nash was on the roster. I know I'm forgetting a bunch of random guys. Oh, my goodness. Darius Morris. Who remembers that? Jordan Hill, Ryan Kelly. I mean, the list goes on and on. Like, the Lakers have Tariq Black. <laughs> see, you see where I'm going with this? I'm pretty sure everybody sees where I'm going with this. So, the, not only did the Lakers sign LeBron James, this is monumental. This is big for the franchise. They went through so many things. And not to mention the bad signings of Luau Deng and Timothy Mozgov. That's the, we're not even talking about that. And then the front office changed. Jeannie Buss firing her brother Jim Buss and Magic Johnson taking over the team. When I saw Magic Johnson taking over the team, I knew good things were going to come. Everybody knew the Lakers were going to get it right. They just did not know when. And that started with Magic Johnson as well as Rob Palenka as well, Kobe Bryant's former agent. And it's a culture change going on. We got LeBron James. And we also have flexibility for the following summer. Kawhi Leonard wants to join us. We could sign him next summer in the open market, hopefully. But the Lakers did something. Signed LeBron, 
Resign Contavious Caldwell Pope to a one-year deal. Lance Stevenson on a one-year deal. JaVel McGee on a one-year deal. Rayshon Rondo yesterday on a one-year deal. The Lakers have some interesting characters. They, they're going to have a very interesting locker room. And they maintain flexibility with all of these moves. They're going to have a max slot next season. They still got the young nucleus of Kuzma Ingram Ball. Josh Hart. It's still... It, it's a great thing, man. I've seen a lot. It's, it's it's absolutely great that the Lakers are relevant. The NBA is in a great place when the Lakers are good and relevant. That is a fact. So, as you guys can tell, I'm really happy. I love the Lakers. I've seen them play in the Staples Center. I've seen them play multiple times in person. And that's, that's just about it. So I'm going to move on right along. I'm going to talk about a guy that the Lakers struck out on. I'm going to talk about Paul George, who is one of my favorite players, one of the best two-way players in the league. Then I'm going to just talk about a bunch of other moves. I'm not going to really lock in and talk about each move, but I'm going to just talk about the big one. So Paul George is next. So as soon as free agency started, it was announced that Paul George re-signed with the Oklahoma City Thunder. That deal is a four-year deal worth $137 million, an option to opt out after the third year. And I kind of saw the writing on the wall. I kind of figured he would stay. Even though he did an ESPN special, I thought I, I kind of thought he was going to come to the Lakers. But signs were pointing that he was going to stay. He had went back to Oklahoma City as soon as free agency had begun. Russell Westbrook threw him a big party. And Nas performed and stuff like that. And he resigned. So I'm going to give my thoughts. I'm a huge fan of Paul George. I'm kind of I'm kind of in the middle in between of that move because I think Paul George is, you know, the perfect complimentary piece on a championship team. He could be the second best or third best player on a championship team. And here's why. He can do it on both ends of the floor. He can defend, he can score. He's one of the best two-way players in the league. I would say top 5, top 8 two-way players in the league. Anybody who disagrees, come find me. But he's one of the best two-way players in the league. I've, I've always been a fan of his ever since his rookie season. I honestly found out about him by reading a Slam magazine and a little section on the Slam magazine. It was like, Paul George, why you should look out for him? I've been following him ever since. Even when he broke his leg, I, I still supported him and all that. So I'm a little upset that he re-signed with OKC simply because he said his decision was about winning. And I do not think you can win with Russell Westbrook. He ran Kevin Durant out of town for crying out loud. They have, they're going to be paying a huge luxury tax for a team that lost in the first round of the playoffs to the Utah Jazz last year. That's kind of bad. You guys lost to Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, you know, Ricky Rubio, Joe Ingles. You guys lost to players like that. And Paul George said his decision was going to be about winning. He said it was family and winning. But he said winning. He sat down with Dwayne Wade, all, all, all kinds of stuff. And he said his decision was going to be about winning. And I just don't understand how your decision is about winning. And you're playing with one of the most selfish players in the league. Don't get me wrong. Russell Westbrook is a beast. He's He plays with a fire that I've only seen from a few players. But he just tends to have tunnel vision sometimes. And... He's just not the best teammate, not not the easiest guy to get along with. He's rigid, stuff like that. So for Paul George to say the decision about winning, that's a lie. It was about the money. He clearly just showed it. Obviously, you can make more with OKC than you could with any other team. So you pretty much just lie. 
And the thing that bothers me is all the stuff he said he wanted to do about being a Laker when he was on the Pacers. He said he wanted to be a Laker. He said when he becomes a free agent, he wants to sign with the Lakers. Uh, Magic Johnson and the Lakers got fined by the NBA for tampering. And all this other stuff. All this nonsense. So for Paul George to sit up and say he desires to be a Laker. He dreamed of being a Laker. Watching Kobe Bryant idolizing him as he grew up in California. And this kid is a California kid. Paul George is a California guy. So it's even more bothersome that he didn't come to the Lakers. After proclaiming you want to be a Laker and you don't even take a meeting with us. Come on, man. What you doing? So that's where I'm at on the Paul George situation. In other news, Julius Randle had his, his rights renounced and he is now a member of the New Orleans Pelicans. The Pelicans lost to Marcus Cousins, picked up Julius Randle. Not bad. They didn't pay a huge price for him. Two years, $18 million deal. Avery Bradley is staying with the Clippers. Kevin Durant also re-signed. We knew that was coming. What else? DeAndre Jordan to the Mavericks. Nikola Jokic got his extension from the Nuggets. There's been a bunch of like low-key moves. Mike Scott leaving the Wizards, going to the Clippers. Jeff Green going to the Wizards. There's been a bunch of low-key moves. I, I still think it's a lot to come. I don't think the Lakers are finished. I still think it's a bunch of moves that, that are going to happen. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of guys still out there on the open market. And so I don't. I don't, I don't know what the Cavs are going to do. Are they going to trade Kevin Love and stuff like that? They're going to just blow it up. We got NBA Summer League going on. I didn't really talk to you guys about the draft. I don't know if it was me, but did this draft just seem like underwhelming? Like, did it not get a lot of hype? I know last year, last year's draft had a lot of hype. We had Lonzo. We had Markel Fultz, Jason Tatum, De'Aaron Fox, a pretty star-studded class, Donovan Mitchell, we had a lot of guys in that class, star-studded class. But to me, it just seemed like this draft class, it wasn't a lot of hype surrounding it. And, I mean, we got Dantage going to the Mavericks. And we got Trey Young going to the Hawks. Aiton and Bagley, first two players off the board signing with Puma. Michael Porter Jr. sliding, going to the Nuggets at 14. To me, the draft was just kind of under. I feel like, like after like pick fifteen, I just kind of lost interest. I just kind of did. I mean, the Lakers got Mo Wagner from Michigan. I think he's a solid big man. Essentially, like a younger Brook Lopez, stuff like that. But yeah, to me, I just don't think the draft was that exciting. I don't know, man. Maybe I don't know. I could be partially biased. The Lakers been picking a lottery for a bunch of years now. And they didn't have a lottery pick. So maybe that's part of it. But I don't know. To me, it just seemed like this draft didn't have a lot of hype surrounding it. And that's just how I feel. But I'm kind of ready for NFL to just hurry up and be on its way. Because the NBA is ruined. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. It is ruined, ladies and gentlemen. It, it really is ruined. So I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know what's going to happen. As far as the rest of free agencies, you know, offseason is not over. It's, it's still a lot of more moves to be made. And uh, World Cup, I've been watching it, but I'm not going to really, like, share my thoughts. I don't want to sound like an idiot on talking about a sport that's not really my expertise. But I've been watching it. You know, I've been watching it. Belgium has been doing their thing. 
Messi and Ronaldo sent home on their first day. I mean, sent home uh, on the same day. But I, I don't want to make an idiot out of myself. I don't want to talk about the World Cup. I don't want to sound stupid. But I want to thank everybody for listening. I know it's been a little minute since I dropped the episode, but I had to... I had to do something, man, especially after what happened these past two days. You know I had to get in the studio. You knew this episode was coming. People probably wonder where I'm dropping a new episode. I have been receiving a lot of texts. People are asking me when is the EP coming. People are texting me about LeBron because they know I love the Lakers. They know I'm a big diehard fan. Hitting me up about, about the Lakers and stuff like that. And I just want to thank you guys for listening, for tuning in, man. One last time, this is Mike Curry signing out. Episode number 54 is done. Peace.